0: Hello, welcome to USW Gamer. I'm your host, Rob, and this is the Age of Sigmar Stat Center, where every Monday, along with the Twitch chat, I go through all of the event results that happen at the weekend. We look at the lists, we look at all the 5-0s and 4-1s from two-day, five or six-round events, and one of them is this weekend, uh, which is really fun. And we look at kind of like the trends, and we talk about what might be happening in competitive Age of Sigmar. Don't forget, whenever we do these results, they're always kind of based on what's also happening in the production matter. For instance, we're gonna be talking a lot about OBR. OBR is a really easy army to build and put on the tabletop. You don't have to run lots of models and you can paint up lots of the units the same, which is quite cool. Uh, some armies are much harder to produce and put on the tabletop, so their effect kind of is staggered. But I do mention that kind of at the end of the show. This weekend, we had 369 players playing across five countries. And in fact, actually that number's even higher, it's, it's actually 400 players because we also added an event on um in new zealand so it's 400 players in six countries this weekend which is really really great i just want to take a moment to shout out eric erbas who's not feeling very well at the moment over in the usa he's one of the people in the agency mark community who's um uh, just had a, a health uh, issue at the moment and he's battling his way uh to better health in the future i want to shout out him and his family and I just want to tell them that they're all wonderful people, and I hope everything goes really well. Uh, so, they've got my love and support. If there's anything I could do, let me know. Anyway, let's go look at all of the lists, and I hope everyone is going to have a good time. Hello, I'm Rob from The War Gamer, and we're going to be looking at some 3D print STLs from Patreons. Don't forget, I am not uh, sponsored by any of these people, and in fact, I actually pay for all of these Patreons myself. So um, this is just me looking at some new STLs and kind of talking about them and having a chat with the Twitch chat. We can do that now, which is fun. Most of these minis will be done on a 3D printer using some sort of resin printer. That's how you do it. There are companies out there, people on Etsy, who will print these things for you. If you don't have a 3D printer, obviously feel free to talk about any of these things in the comments. So let's go. Right. So, the first one we're going to look at. Thank you to uh, Ziggy for donating a gift subscription to Learn Samurai. Right? Um uh, Now, what have we got? We have got ourselves. Now, this is a uh, this is a Patreon I currently don't subscribe to. They're called One Gold Piece. Okay. This is a preview. Now, if you remember, there was the Bretonian Knight, which was showcased for Old World. They have taken that design. And they have made it their own and made a halfling Bretonian knight. Pretty exciting, I've got to say. Pretty exciting. A Bretonian hobbit. Uh, and know I don't know what the rest of their release looks like or their release profile, so and we're not going to go into that yet. But that's what their stuff looks like. It looks cute, looks really fun. I like it. We are next up going to probably look at no we'll go somewhere safe we'll go to titanforge next they have got kind of a mixed release schedule now that they do every single month where a portion of it is how you would build an army and another portion of it is how like if stuff for like d and d that you can see on this like right hand side here right which is pretty fun now some of this is chaos dwarf related okay so what have we got we've got uh oh chaos dwarfs exactly so we've got ourselves a chaos dwarf here a lamassu uh which is fine it looks a bit some of the old some of the older chaos dwarf stuff is referencing like fourth edition chaos dwarfs which i don't hate let's, let's just be clear i don't hate but i got into chaos dwarfs later on with the like eighth edition Khan book so i'm much more used to kind of like uh the big steel helms uh, not not the big hats so i'm not really a big hat chaos dwarf guy but if you were, that Lamassu, and anyone who's in the Lamassu Appreciation Society would love that Lamassu. It's got big hat vibes. Not really into it, though, because I never really understood that as a, as a sculpt. Similar, there's, oh, there is a different version of it. Yeah, I still hate it, I think. That's just for me. Right, next up, uh, we've got, so this, is, uh, this is clearly just Astrogath. So if anyone has been playing Warhammer Total War, this is just Chaos Dwarf, and this is just Astrogath as a mini, which is pretty cool. Well, right, Pretty cool that you got him as a mini there, which is quite fun. Uh, and then you've got, look at that, uh, the, uh, the other, one of the other Chaos Dwarf characters. But you've just got a mage there uh, who's casting a snake, which doesn't make any sense. A snake isn't really related to Chaos Dwarfs. If that was a bull as a sculpt at the top, that would be really good. The rest of it is cool, but that just bit at the top is kind of a bit of a, a lore fail. Uh there we go. Now we've got some bull centaurs. Now I'm a big Bull Centaur fan, and I actually don't think you could do much better than the GW Bull Centaurs, to be honest. But these are nice. These are these are these are very nice. I'm not a huge fan of the flags, because again that's kind of like a fourth edition version of it. And here you can see some classic Chaos Dwarf uh infantry. I prefer these much more other than that shield. Not sure I'm a fan of that shield. But the other shields I'm a big fan of. I think they look really great. Um, fit on square bases so for your favorite um square based style miniature war game would be pretty good and then you got some blunderbooses yeah the shield on the left is yikes in my opinion i'm not sh- the shield on the left is not good uh love that smiley shield uh the shield is very third ed yeah these are these definitely are trying to give like an old school vibe uh and then we got some blunderbuss lads in here as well uh, yeah there's the shields Yeah, i'm just not really vibing on those scare shields that the guys have got at the top but as you can see they're multi-part kits but the bodies print as a whole which is actually really nice if anyone has ever built the forge world sculpts for these guys they are awful because the arms are independent of the body and then independent of the weapons and it is the most difficult thing to build, so frustrating. So that's quite nice. It's just a one-piece body, and then you add a weapon. I actually am a big fan of that. I think that looks really cool. I think you got the bull centaurs as well. I think bull centaurs are a hard thing to uh, sculpt. Not really sure. I'm very confident on those, to be honest, but they're fine. Yeah, they're fine. uh Then we have got some hobgoblins. They actually look really good. I actually really like those hobgoblins. They're a nice scale. They've got some nice weapons. They don't have too much detail. I really like the hats. They're almost Moon Clan. They're almost Moon Clan, but they've got like a, a flop to them that's delightful. El Floppo. <laughs> El Floppo. Which is good. And then we've got a bunch of weapons. It's fine. Uh, and then we've got uh, a pretty mid-chariot, so that's fine. Uh, then we've got some D&D chaps. And these look okay. Titan Forge... Um, Make some very nice stuff, and then sometimes there is there are D D creators out there that create some very great D sculpts. D sculpt. So that satyr is nice. That's quite cute. Uh, being a bard, which is quite fun. But yeah, I'm not too interested in those. Uh, and then you got some bases, which are still. I mean, it's nice that they have some bases that go along with it. But there we go. All right, so that's Titan Forge this month. It's pretty interesting. Let's have a look at... Okay, let's go creepy now. If you put it off too long. The best Arium uh, guys. So this is their release this month. And they seem to have like a dual release. The Tower of Madness and the Coven. Which I think is quite interesting. So let's have a look through it. Um, feels like they're definitely... The, the Tower of Madness stuff especially. Feels like it's tying into Baldass Gate a lot. Uh, but this is about to get very creepy. I do like these army shots. Where you can kind of see everything in one go which is cool. The pot hag is amazing. I like that. The Baba Yaga death hag is also an amazing sculpt as well. The pygmies are legitimately uncomfortable. Um, they're like, oh my god, the pygmy shaman's amazing. It's three pygmies on each other's shoulders. Oh my god. Oh, pot hag. Didn't you kill her in BG3? I did. Yeah, there is a pot hag. There's some terrain as well, which is cool. It's nice. There's some terrain that goes along with it. Uh, and then you've got the Tower of Madness, which is very Cthulhu you know game of thrones mind stealer sort of stuff uh what am i looking at i'm currently looking at the bestarium patreon is what i'm looking at uh if that helps can you make them bigger uh well we'll be looking at the individual pictures now if that helps you out and look and if you want i'll do this so they're slightly bigger oh and there's some penitent hero updates this is actually really exciting so one of their releases the penitent crusade the first event we're going to look at is the nashcon age of sigma gt now i want to shout out before anyone else both organizers anthony and david griffin um uh, for running this event now anthony uh, creates all of the terrain for this venue and it has to be in my opinion one of the best-looking Age of Sigmar events that happens year in, year out. Happens in Nashville, in Tennessee. Dave Griffin as well uh, institutionalized this two-list format uh, several years ago, and they've run with that every year since. And the event has grown from strength to strength, supported uh, by people like the Rage of Sigmar podcast. People have known more and more about it. It's got loads of international travelers now, and it's just an absolutely brilliant event. I've been myself, uh, and it's just great. Now. I'm not going to go into detail talking about the list specifically, and they're all available on BCP for this one event, because this event has a two list format. That just means I would have to read through twice as many lists to try and identify all the different details and variants. I don't know how many times they played list one, how many times they played list two. I don't know any of that information. And so I'm just going to shout out the players and stuff. But the two list format is really interesting. I really like the idea of a two list format. How does it work? Uh, so you have two lists you have to play what both of those lists over the course of the weekend and What you can do is you just put your listing in secret versus your other person's list and you play uh, Some people really like this idea some people don't like this idea some people think this might be unfair The important point to note is this event is grown from strength to strength every year with everyone who attends the event creating these incredible uh, um, pieces of art there's so many great display boards and um, other stuff, and while I'm not normally pro that stuff, it looks fantastic. There's loads of pictures that have been posted online, and it looks really cool. What I mean by not pro it, I'm not pro it as like a necessary feature. Like I have to have a display board in order to play. But it did look really great, and also there was loads of really famous kind of like high-end competitive players at the event as well. So it wasn't just a bunch of like narrative players getting along. It was a bunch of like. You know just great warhammer in my personal opinion it's kind of what adepticon would like to be but just doesn't have the leadership to be it um and he's just really cool so shout out to the organizers specifically when we talk about the players um we've got some we've got some great dudes i'm just going to go through it you've got fabian barbus all these lists are available for you to go read at your heart's desire um, Fabian Barboose from the King Cheese Wargaming with his Blades Corn went 5-0. Tom Guan with all of his zombies went 5-0 with Soul Black Gravelords. And then Jason Matley with Magikin and Nurgle. And it's great to hear Nurgle doing well. Everyone seems to think Nurgle's not doing that well at the minute. I think Nurgle's in a really good place. Don't think he's in like a broken place, but I think it's in, you know, can go well at events. And it's Jason Matley has proven that here. Then we've got loads of 4-1s, some of them crazy famous and super sexy. Anthony Trent with his Flesh Eater Courts. Frederick Smith with his Sylvaneth. Barton Kenley with Blazer of Corn. Michael Schlegermilch with his Stormcast Eternals. Thomas Guerra with his OCR Bone Reapers. Josh Bennett with his uh, Pretenders and Ash. Brad College with his Bone Splitters, which shout out to him. Bone Splitters, even making it into the stats is amazing. Uh, Great work to Brad College. Ryan Brine. Uh, with is that bread with his yes bread with his call out video hit up he won his grudge match and then he only lost one match with a 4-1 amazing rick myhill with his 4-1 traveled over from england kevin lathers 4-1 4-1 with his Fire Slayers. Michael Caldwell with his OCR Bone Reapers. Jacob Berry with a big dump truck ass and a cute little face. Hit a 4-1 with his Skaven, which had an amazing display board. Vince Montrella from Warhammer Weekly and the Slap Chop infomercials. Hit it with a 4-1 with his Sons of Behemoth Breaker Tribe. Uh, then Bradley Garrison with his Luminath Realm Lords um, got a 4-1. And then Noah Singh with his 60 Fanatics and Spike Gates hit the 4-1. Mac- Doctor Mackenzie Ewing with his Silverneth hit the 4-1. Mike Maccabee, one of my favourite people to take a road trip with, uh, on Nighthorn, Scarlet Doom 4-1 as well. So a nice little mix, loads of different armies. Again, metas are very different. In team events, two-list format, but a two-list format is super cool. Uh, I'd love to know what you all think about it and if you're gonna have them at your events or if you would go to an event like that. Our next event takes place at GoldCon, uh well in Australia sorry, and is called GoldCon 2023. And it takes place here at the Hinterland Hotel, right next to Dan Murphy's lowest price guaranteed booze, which is great. But most importantly, it's located on the east coast of Australia, uh, on the Gold Coast, right next to some beautiful beaches and some wonderful places to party. Uh, so shout out to all the boys there. I hope they had fun. Uh, there were 62 people playing, obviously, ladies and MBs as well playing at the event. Um, there's 62 people playing at this event. We've got two 5-0s. We've got Timothy McDivitt and Brad Von Derren. Okay, so Timothy McDivitt was playing Carriage and Overlords in barracks Zone. He had an Edger Master with Dirigible Suit, an Arkenaut Admiral, and an Aether Navigator. And he had to 600 riggers, uh, uh, and then he had three lots of 10 Arkenaut Company, and he had two um, two Arkenaut Frigates in this list as well, uh, which is very, very very cool so this is actually something we're going to see a lot in my personal opinion in the future we're going to see more combat ko in fact actually when i reviewed the book it's the thing i said that you would end up seeing the most play uh, i think we've had some production at a time where we've needed more frigates needing to hit the tabletops and those engine riggers being so useful obviously for also healing up those boats as they do a ton of more wounds as they move over stuff they give always the strikes first to a bunch of different units so just very very good very cool shout out to toughen or terror in the chat thanks for resubscribing uh then brad von darren with his gloom spike gets list uh a little bit of a play on what we call the, on what we would see as the classic Trog smash list but he's kind of mixed it up a little bit so he's running Gloom Spike in Glog's mega mob he's got web spinner shaman a madcap shaman Scrag rot and a dank hole Trog boss and then he's got four units of three rock gut boss and this is why it's different normally we see two units of six instead of uh the minimum units of three that's especially because if one of those units die you get to return three back from the loon shrine but he hasn't done that uh, and instead has taken four units of three which i think is quite interesting making it a multiple small unit army and then he's got a unit of full water trogos the gobble palooza and then he has a reinforced unit so two dank hole trogos in his list as well which do loads and loads of damage which is great um, and he's got the Andorian Acolytes, Battle Regiment, and Troghold Heavies. Um, now, obviously, there's a ton of Mortal Wounds coming from this army at range as well, as well as its melee profile, thanks to things like Blizzard and also rot shooting attack. Uh, so lots and lots of work there, which is cool. You also get a lot of victory points via Battle Tactics and Grand Strategies with this army. Again, that's something we really have to consider when we're talking about these armies. Same with the Courage and Overlords uh, list as well. They get access to at least two just auto include and auto do battle tactics trogs with at least two as well um so like they're just getting four points plus a grand strat really just for turning up uh, and then it really does mean that some of their early battle tactics aren't as aggressive or they don't have to play as aggressively on some battle plans uh, which is also going to really define how the game plays in the future uh, so this ghp is going to be particularly interesting especially because oh, i'll talk about that at the end anyway congratulations to these two players let's look at the four ones in the 4-1 bracket, we have Dave Kerr. Dave Kerr was running a frankly crazy uh, Slaves to the Darkness list, which is nicknamed The Meta. He's a Legion of the First Prince list, which I n- never see. Uh, then he has a Chaos Sorcerer Lord, a Gaunt Summoner. He has an Exalted Hero of Chaos twice. And then he had Thedra Skullscrier. Two lots of Untamed Beasts battle Battleline, which are great for the pregame move. And he has Cypher Lords. Then six Varangard, undivided as well. Not even a... And then... Um, and then he had the Kron Spine incarnate of Gur. Honestly, I don't even know what that list does. Dave's just a bit of a Warhammer genius. It just does a lot of, I don't know, I'm gonna ring him and then I'll find out from that point on, but it's cool. So that's all I've got to say about that. Jordy uh, Flat. now don't forget, Jordy did so well at Cancun with his Beast of Chaos and he's still pushing Beast of Chaos around. He's got a beast of Chaos Zangor, um, Shaman, he's got a Great Prey Shaman, a Doom Bull and a Bellacor. Six Bulgore, some Ungor, some Ungor Raiders and then six enlightened on disc. The Beast Gators book at the minute, I gotta say, feels like one of the kind of like most stable cookie cutter builds with the most random add-ons, which is really cool. You normally always see, you know, the Doomball, the Bull Gore, the Bray Shamans, and the Ungor Raiders. And then you'll see something in the kind of like 500, 600 point region. Uh, which someone will bring to this list, which is slightly different. In this case, it's disc, uh its enlightened on disc. In other cases, it might be skyfires, it might be giants, it might be gorgons. It could be loads of different types of units, um, and so it's really, really fun to see these—see uh, these happen. Um, so well done to Geordie as well, obviously. Uh, Patrick Carter with his carriage and overlords, uh, mixing up a little bit. He's got an archer admiral, a navigator, and a chemist. He's got two lots of three Andrew riggers, but he's sticking with 15 thunderers in an ironclad. All of that shooting downtown, uh, which is just an offensive turn one shooting. Don't forget, if shooting is a little bit too strong in your local meta or you and your friend want to have some fun, you can play the frigid Zephyr battle plan and that'll really help you out. Uh then we got Luke McFadden running grave Gravelords, one of three people in the 4-1 bracket here with Solbright Gravelords. Uh in this case, he had Manfred and a vampire lord on foot, and another vampire lord on foot, and Prince Vordry, and then some fell and then 10 Graveguard and some Terrorgeist. The other Grave Lords list, Jared Wilson with Cross and a bunch of skeletons and zombies in his list, but still a big punch unit of Graveguard, some Varghists uh, in his list as well, but he's still got Tor Gillis, obviously, uh, and Belladama uh, for those two five-up ward bubbles. And then Brendan Chamberlain with the double Vampire Lord and Zombie Dragon. They're just so survivable, so hard to kill them obviously, unless you just blizzard them off the board. Chase Price, Blades of corn. shout out to him, well done to you. Running Slaughter Priest, scarbrand, Slaughter Priest, Bloodmaster, and the Bloodthirster of infected Fury with pretty much the build, the loadout that we talk about. Firebrand, uh, Bloodthirster, uh, sorry, and, sorry, Firebrand is the command trait, and then the artifact is the Argath King of Blades for the no ward aura. Some uh, Blood Warriors, Karnak. Flesh Hounds, and then a big brick of Mighty Skull Crushers. Not forgetting this army is pretty good as a kind of like a, a pin army uh, before you deliver Scarbrand to do all of the damage. Uh, and then, wow, Luke Taylor absolutely smashing it in the 4 1 bracket with his Nighthorn Emerald Host. Guardian of Souls, Spirit Torment, lady Ex- Lord Executioner, Lady Alinda, right? Crazy that she's 310 points, but Lady Alinda's in there, and then Curtis valentine and then 30 Grim Gas Reapers. Two Lots of Ten Chain Wraths, Three Spirit Hosts, Sublate Geist Reverence. Now, there's some pretty good recursion in this list, uh, but nowhere near as good as like the modern books. The modern books have a lot of recursion. In fact, it's a good argument that a lot of the games at the moment are taking longer to play, specifically because of there's so much recursion in the game. Because you're not just killing 2,000 points of your enemy's army. In fact, in some cases, you're killing like 2,500 points, you know, verging on nearly 3,000 points. And when it's not recursion, as in like units coming back. So as an example, Gitz is a good example. Grave Lords is a good example. OBR are bringing back whole models into their army, or you're healing lots of models, or you're doing summoning, right? So there's just a lot of things kind of happening. Uh, So these games are taking longer, Uh, but this is great. But then it's quite interesting because Nighthaunt don't have that level of recursion because they're an older book so luke taylor should be super chuffed hitting the 4-1 anyway shout out to everyone over in australia that's uh, just a great matter a great group of people uh, and i hope they all had a wonderful time so uh our next event uh, was at warhammer world warhammer world had 47 players playing at their event now it's a six round event and you won a like a golden ticket a golden ticket i don't really know what that means uh to willie wonka's chocolate factory and um so it was kind of you know like a big deal so kind of the reason the fact they didn't sell out is kind of weird but they didn't anyway also it was meant to be five rounds and then they announced that it was six rounds later on uh at some point and then lots of people had to go home so some people just went home after five rounds uh and didn't do the sixth round so it's kind of like a shadow round but not really it's kind of like a whoever's left round round is fun also question for you uh dear listener watching on youtube or listening as a podcast please let me know and chat same question to you do you want six round events i think people only want five uh i run a lot of events and i am interested to know if people would like events to be turned into six round events they get more warhammer for their buck as they say i'd be interested to know uh what people are saying so chat you let me know um so uh no to six six is too many god no it was too long these are some of the comments coming into the chat uh hence why i chose to go home instead of six uh we got one person loving six rounds in the chat um someone says six games yes but over three days wow okay so there's a lot now there's a- okay seven uh, okay, there's a lot of insane stuff being talked in the chat now, so you let me know what you want. Anyway, uh, our only 6-0, and o, shout out to him, is Martin Feingold. Now, Games Workshop released a Meta Watch last week. It's one of their marketing articles. It's not based on any actual information that they know. It's just a marketing piece that they put out. Uh, but they released that, and uh, hilariously, the, the author of the articles is quite clearly uh, just making jokes for the, for the well-informed reader. Uh, and they did say that No Myriad was rarely seen in ocr bone reapers uh which uh like is just such a hilarious statement but to see that martin won the warhammer world event went 6-0 with an ocr bone reapers list as crematoriums does make him a bit of a genius for adding on to the memes of what we've been able to talk about this week so shout out to him uh, he was running catacross Immortals and mortals and bow shaper with the loadout which is dark acolyte for an un- unbindable spell um un- unbindable un- unbindable Bindable. You can't stop the spot. And then he's got an artifact to power with his artisan's key for adding additional models into units. Uh, and then he's got uh, Arcan the Black, cavalos Death Riders, unit of 10, which, as we discussed with Tristan earlier in the chat, um if you were to put Mystic Shield on him and then do all that defense and combine that with Catacross's plus one save aura, this does mean you've got 30 wounds that have a three up armor save, ignoring Ren 2, and they can have a 5 up ward save. 30 wounds three up ignoring Ren. two five up ward save between the bone shaper catacross and ark and the black you could put four of those ponies back into that unit of 10 cavalos death riders if you weren't putting models back into the unit of six immortus guard which is pretty crazy uh which is good and then five cavalos death riders all in a battle reg for the one drop so just a brilliant list and he should be super chuffed with himself obviously it's a list we see a lot but we rarely see it in crematoriums uh so well done to him that's excellent okay so let's look at the 4-1 bracket and it gets a bit spicy in the four ones oh well, sorry five ones five 5-1, ones six round event uh James Lake now James is great uh plays for the Outriders and running Soul Black Lords. he's been playing Soul Black Gravelords for absolutely ages uh and he was running Vycross. he had Belladama with the Orphan phylactery for the five-up war bubble but then he had a necromancer and two vampire or, sorry two necromancers and a vampire lord uh, then he had some zombies the big brick of zombies and then he had minimum direwolves a corpse cart but then he had two units of grave guard buffed up so two units of 20 which is quite good as well so he really has just got that like one big punch unit oh sorry there's two big punch units in his grave guard and hasn't brought anything else along to kind of like play in that in that area and he's added hoarfrost as well so it's not like a third big threat but he's got loads of board control between the direwolves and the zombies and the ward saves he's got great primary control and then when he needs to kill some stuff he's got the grave guard for it as well uh, so that's really fun and james is also just a great player and he's been getting loads of results over the past year he's like one of those kind of like he's at the same place people like you know phil spriggers were last year and uh you know um uh, freddy uh, like a little bit before that all those guys like you know another new generation of Really great top table player. So shout out to him. Nicholas Tassoni is over from France. Uh, La France, bonjour. Uh, and apparently he's won four different French events with this uh, Lumeth Realm Lords list. Now Lumeth Realm Lords not considered to be particularly good in this meta. Uh, and to go 5-1 is really excellent. And he's running Zytrek, Techlist. Now he's running the Light of Altharion, which we know has become so much more popular since Rune ran it at Worlds. Then we've got cenari Cathlar and a cenari Caligrave then he's got 10 wardens and one unit of blade lords and then three units of five dawn riders. the rune of petrification for some aoe mortal wounds the umbral spell portal and the malevolent maelstrom so even though there's so many extra primal dice knocking around for unbinds and everything else he's still running techless still trying to put all those damage through the spell portal uh, Live is out there fighting and the Dawn Riders are out there doing a ton of different damage. He's also got Merciless Blizzard in his list as well. Um, so super interesting to see that do so well over in England. Mike Stewart with maybe the Boogeyman list at the moment uh, going 5-1. He was running Seraphon, he's running Starborn, and most importantly it's a croak bomb but you add on a Cron Spine Incarnate and then you make that Cron Spine Incarnate be able Uh, to be ruptured immediately so it becomes wild eat your own endless spells up to level three and then you have a croak bomb with a level three incarnate having a great time Uh, okay so then we got uh baz norman jr now baz has played all sorts of armies most famous for uh dok also played gits as well uh get great result for him hitting a 5-1 with his beast claw raiders uh which is super cool to see he has a frost a stonehorn a butcher and then three units of two fine pack, which you never see. So this is very uniquely Baz's list. But he is playing underguts, which means he's brought four iron blasters, which I think is really clever. They're still pretty much as good. They did get that 30-point increase very early into the release of this book. But there's still a prodigious amount of shooting coming out of those iron blasters. They'll deal with monsters and they'll deal with um huge hordes of infantry as well so that's really really impressive uh so well done to him and it's nice to see that still see play uh brent evans with his carriage and overlords running a really fun list where he's just got the big ironclad full of 15 thunderers and then he's put Gotrek in his list Gotrek, really good like is still just good it's very hard to get rid of and he's just going to control the mid board if you need someone in the order army or Gotrek. Gotrek is to order what Belakor is to Chaos. Chaos, uh, sorry, Belakor is to Chaos, yeah. Belakor shuts a unit down, and Gotrek kills a unit. That's how it works. So, pretty fun. I'd love to see that happening. Uh, and then we have, oh, exciting. Uh, <laughs> so, order to Brent. And then we have, I've just got this in the chat, because he is in the chat, and I'm going to make sure I get to say this right. Uh, we've got Kashistov Shiwavi absolutely smash that well done to me with his blades of corn reapers of vengeance list uh, and this is just a kind of classic at this point corn list with the wrath of corn bloodthirster and um uh the scarbrand. but he's also got the boom thirster in here as well the bloodthirst oh wait no has he no he doesn't no that's incense and rage he's just got two uh two bloodthirsters sorry he's got bloodthirst from fet fury and the wrath of corn bloodthirster um, and then he's still got Scarbrand, so he's still trying to just push Scarbrand around to do all the damage. He's got Bloodmaster Slaughter Priest, and then the cute picks has to be this big unit of this little unit of Furies down here, and the Blood Crushers. I think between the Blood Crushers and the Furies, he's got loads of opportunity to constantly steal objectives and pin units in using Myrddlas, which I think is really fun as well. Uh, so excellent work on his part. That's everyone in the five-one bracket. Absolutely huge shout out to everyone in there, especially Colin Cochrane oh, and his son Ben. I hope they had a great time at the event uh and yeah uh, well done to everyone the next event is the gateway open 2023 being held in collinsville illinois not a yard away from a wahoo which is great if you want to get yourself some 3 m waffles now it was uh we had oh how many players did we have we had 46 players playing at this event uh and then our two five o's are jake and mcgrank um, I'm hoping I've said that right. Uh, and I've, I need to I'm just get a message him and find out how to say it. Uh, and he's both running OCR Bone Reapers, Noel, Myriad. It's just It's basically the same list as all the other ones I've read out. And also shout out to Alex Cotter in the 4-1, who also same list. Um, so big thumbs there. Uh, and then let's move on from those. Uh, so congratulations to both those two for going 5-0. Amazing work. And the 4-1. Now, into the 4-1 uh, bracket, we've got Laron Roberts with the Pretenders, Hostess Sinesh. and Esh. I was talking about this earlier in kind of the bit in between when I record on Twitch, and we were talking about uh, Glutos or Scullion. So, he's running Heed Knights, Pretenders, you get extra CP, you can do more command abilities, Super cool. He's got the Contorted Epitome. This is pretty much the Cookie Cutter loadout, Command Trait Strength of Godhood, Artifact to Power of the Crown of Dark Secrets. That's pretty much the Cookie Cutter loadout. hoarfrost on him as well, which is really good. And then Lord of Pain, and then Glutos or Scullion really good so tanky uh it can heal so much and can just run through units which is great three units of min bliss barb archers and then a unit two units of slick blade seekers two units of five and then a unit of bliss barb seekers as well so a classic um shoot the screens charge everything in generate a load of depravity which is cool as well um, uh, with contorted epitome doing all the work uh which so just absolutely lovely to see and then our other 4-1, let's get a shout-out, if we can, to Austin match for doing super good with his Cruel Boys Grinning Blades. Gobsprack, Swamp Call of shaman. two of those. killer boss on Stab Grot, Snatch a boss on Slugger, a beast, two lots of 20 Gut Rippers, some 10 hoggrot Slitters for a screen, and then two units of six Manskewer Bolt good Boys for the Mortal And This army will just do a... Ton of mortal wounds you can't see it outside of 12 inches so you have to get in range of it and when you get in range of it you're going to get counter charged by the snatcher boss or the gut rippers and you're going to get shot to pieces by the manskew bolt boys and he's going to take a ton of damage in the process not including the fact that he's also going to be doing loads of mortal wounds via blizzard adding another bit of counter punch to what is effectively an invisible castle uh, which is cool shout out to austin there's also one more 4 one as well sorry i forgot to mention that daniel patterson with his slaves to darkness host of the ever chosen he's got Bellacore, chaos Sorcerer lord eternus and then he had 10 chaos chosen some chaos knights and then six varangard so he's just gone for all of the damage he's just going I'm shut a unit down here's 10 chosen here's 10 um uh, sorry, here's six Varengarde. We're going to slap the silly out of you, which is great. So amazing to see. Hope everyone at Gateway had a really great time. The event was organised, I should just point this out, uh, by Jeff Nauman. Uh, and I hope everyone had a wonderful time. Thanks very much. Our next event takes us over to sunny Scotland at the Tempest 2023 event. Tempest. That's what it was. Organised by Scott Smith. Shout out to him. Uh, and it took place, at, I'm pretty certain it took place at the uh, the Commonwealth, the Common Grounds. Uh, venue, which is here, you can see that there, um, and we have a bunch of uh, cool lists in here. So we have two, uh, we have OCR Bone Reapers on the 5.0 by Josh Lowe, congratulations to him, you know what's in the list. And then Alistair Maxwell also with his OCR Bone Reaper list in Nor Myriad, in the 4-1. you know what's in the list. Then we have JJ, one of my good friends, uh, with his Soulbright Gravelords, with his Legion of Night. And he has got Vampire Lord, Manfred, Necromancers, two of them, loads of zombies, some dire wolves, and again, those punchy Graveguard, uh, which is nice to see. Uh, absolutely fun. Uh, then you've got Alistair Robertson, with his Carriage and Overlords, Barak Urbaz, again. He's got 15 Thunderers in an ironclad, doing the, the drop and shoot, the scoot and boot, is what he's doing. Uh, which is very cool. Ko are in a great place. Battle tactics super easy for them in the first two turns. To quote Phil in the chat earlier, uh, he reckons you don't can do fire battle tactics with Ko without ever having to engage your opponent, which is pretty nice to be honest. So shout out to Alistair. Uh, great work. Reese Fraser with his Silver list. I love this list. This list is absolutely great. This feels like a painter's dream. A Lariel, Warsong Revenant with Merciless Blizzard and Spell Singer, Spirit of Durthu. So just three really big characters in there as well like 1480 points or 17 points of uh, of characters three units of tree revenants as battle line and then the spice Swarm hive the malevolent maelstrom and Skates wild hunt as well i mean Alarion is just really really good just massive damage and dearthu as well and the fact that you can retreat them heal them while you're doing damage with warsong revs it's very fragile and he must have played a blinder to do so well so excellent work there then lewis watson with his iron jaws blood toothless great to see these guys these guys still do loads of damage Megaboss and War Crusher, two Warchanters, a weird knob shaman, and then he has two units of six Grunters and two units of three Grunters with two units of Ard Boys doing all of the fighting. Uh, so, Aard Boys just for holding objectives, right? But the, the Gorgon is just going to go forward and smash, um, and then uh, the Megaboss and War crusher going to smash. What's really nice is you don't have to actually send it all. For example, if you put the two units of five hard Boys at the front, then you could kind of survive, like, you know, people charging at you. They're screen enough. But what you do is you just drop them on an objective, so your opponent has to get them off the objective. And then when they do, then they've broken their army apart, and they just hit them with a three uh, Gawker There's another three Gawker the whole time threatening that you're going to put a more Crusher right at the back of the field. So they have to kind of play, expecting your very mobile army to run around. You don't have to fully send it. You can just... Trade into your bigger application of units and then just like make their army break apart because they have to move on to objectives, right? Which is pretty good. Also, you get a free battle tactic now for playing them, so it's super easy. Um, but well done, uh, to Lewis, uh, great work. And then, uh, Stu West, uh, with his Stormcast Eternals list, Celestial Vindicators, which is nice to see Stormcast in here as well. He's got a Knight encounter a Lord Arcanum on and a Battle Mage, and then he's got three units of five Liberators. Four Drakothian Guard Formulators, two Dracothian Guard Formulators, and an Incarnate of Gur, uh, which is cool. So the Incarnate for pinning units in. The Drakothian Guard Formulators, which still do some of the most damage in the game for lifting units in there as well. The Lord Arcana Montoralon is an amazing little pick uh, in here as well. Uh, so congratulations. And then finally, Raffle Colburn with Seraphon, Cottle's Claw, it's super worth talking about. This is definitely the, the the pick that will survive any battle scroll updates. So, Croak, Starseer, Astroth, Banner Bearer. Then, 2x6 Lancers, 20 Saurus Warriors, 5 Saurus Guard, and the Suffocating Grave Tide. So, 60 wounds in Agrodon Lancers. Don't forget, this whole army is basically minus 1 damage down to a minimum of 1, which is so powerful. Lord Croak for doing all of the Mortal Wound spells. Um, uh, just really, really good, like, and very, very survivable. Those twenty source warriors is forty wounds, uh, which, if you like, which is just reducing damage down by one. They've got a good armor save, um, just very, very effective, in my personal opinion. Uh, so great. I hope everyone ha- in Scotland had a great time at their event. If you ever get a chance to go up there, you should. Our next event is over in Canada, capital city bloodbath, one of my favourite events of the year. Wasn't able to make it this year. Pretty good, at about thirty-eight players playing at capital city bloodbath uh which is pretty cool we do have a 5-0 that's yuri huge fan of yuri he's great bulldog warhammer if you get a chance to go and check out their youtube channel but he unfortunately was playing bone reapers And at this stage i've read bone reapers out so much i don't care so shout out to bone reapers it's not myriad and it's all the stuff you normally see Etienne fdn Grand uh, from quebec uh was running sylvaneth I think he probably wasn't from sylvaneth but he's got an amazing list like honestly amazing he's got Oaken brow so tree lord's battle line he's got spirit of durthu tree lord ancient warsong rev i love this list and then he's got the lady of vines lady of vines came down crazy points and her war scroll spell is amazingly good it's a five up ward save for everyone around her now she used to be quite expensive um but she also generates a free unit of dryad but she didn't get any pluses to really cast that spell since obviously the introduction of primal dice you can do that now and you can add loads of pluses to cast so five up ward on the three tree lords that you've got in this list or durthu or the tree lord ancient or the War Song rev is so good such a good pick absolutely love this so just this is a great list um and well done on getting the four one which is super cool then peter longari uh with his soul bright grave lords legion and knight vampire lord vampire lord manfred uh, some zombies, 30 skeletons, and then two units of 20 graveguard. It's quite fun. A lot of people pivot into the 220s of graveguard just for those massive punch units so they can just like take units off the board. They're just so good, especially if you were to get something like, uh, you know, hoarfrost off on them as well. Uh, and then finally, uh, now I don't normally do uh, like four and a, well, three a draw or one, but coming up short is Carl Ong. He was running silver Death as well in harvest boom he's running tree lord ancient a branch witch and some revenant seekers and some tree revs but i absolutely love Carl standing it with the other short kings and taking gottrek in his list you just brilliant it's nice to see that he sees the representation for himself in his list on the table so it means a lot for me to see him mean a lot to him, so that's great. Anyway, I hope everyone had a great time at Capital City. Bloodbath, there's some great people there, and I'd love to go back. Our last event is the Emerald City Open 3, organized by Matthew Kangiza or Kangeza, shout out to him. Uh, We had uh, 30 players playing at this event, and Alexander Gonzalez in the top spot in a 5-0 with not OCR Bone Reapers. Don't worry, it's Blades of Corn, Reapers of Vengeance. Uh, and he's got again a slightly different list, which is fun. He's got a bloodmaster, a blood secret, a herald of corn on blood throne, a Rome rich Rich, a slaughter priest, and a bloodthirster of an and a fetted fury, with Firebrand and Argath, the King of Blades, which is very common. And then that means he's a priest and then no ward saves in range. Then he's got uh I think he's got Templar Warriors, Claws of Karnax, and Flesh Hounds, but the big unit in this army is a unit of 20 bloodletters. Uh, and then he has the Wrathmongers. So the blood Letters are getting healed a lot as well. Turning off wards so then they do all a ton of damage is also really interesting. He's got loads of prayers he can cast. And he's got the Skulls, the Wrathax, and the Bleeding Icon. Skulls are great. They've got a lot of board presence. Wrathax is going to do a ton of damage over a double turn. And even the Bleeding Icon can see some real play. So he's really committed to the bit on the characters and the icons. Well, the invocation, sorry. And then he's got one big unit... Um, blood letters to smash some people up, which is super cool. And well done to him, because this event does have a couple of no Miryaburi Brahmi's that went 2-3. So they got slapped up, so that's fun. So congratulations to him. In the 4-1 bracket, we've got Matthias Crucial. Now, Matthias was running like a mixture of corn Heroes, as always. But the big thing, he had a massive unit of 30 blood letters. It's interesting, we're kind of talking about, as we get towards the end of the show, how we might be trying to beat obr and it does feel like just an insane amount of melee combat might do the trick and 30 blood letters when you turn off ward saves are going to do a ton of damage so shout out to matthias that's a great little list matt beasley is doing the zinch guild of summoners list that we saw so well in last ghb doing really well in this ghb but he's added the incarnate in and obviously with rupture it's exactly what i said about earlier you're casting loads of spells you have an incarnate that's level three that you can cut yourself and then you're also summoning loads of lords of change which is just really good then uh we had carson whitlock running ogre more Tribe. this is my hot pick for maybe trying to take out obr uh fire belly a frost lord stonehorn a slaughter master and then he's got a unit of six gluttons then he's got four iron guts four iron guts then six gluttons and an iron blaster a unit of Noblas as well don't forget this is all in meat fist so it's adding extra damage or extra mortal wounds um uh, well it's not adding extra you're rolling lower to do your mortal wounds when you do your ogre charges so you're doing a ton of damage as well uh which i think is just you know crazy um, and that might be a really good way of trying to take out like those bigger mortis bro- bl- uh, blocks that you're trying to fight against. Uh, and then we got John uh, Zoshak with his OCR Bone Reaper list. I want to shout him out as well because uh, he's running no myriad bone reapers with pretty much what you expect to see. But he wrote all of his notes on his list, so loads of love to you. Uh, loads of people to e- loads of love to everyone at this event. Because it uh, looks like it was a wicked event. There's some really nice people there. So I hope you had a nice time. Also, yeah, yeah, I hope you had a lovely... Our last event, actually, this is the last event. It's from New Zealand. It's in New Zealand. It's the Notorious GT3. Love those guys. Organised by Sean Bates. And being held here uh, in Wellington at the Petone Club. Uh, if you want to go check it out. If anyone is in New Zealand, uh, there's... Uh, the Notorious guys have a podcast. Uh, I'm sure you'll find some people to play if you're over there. Or if you're travelling. Uh, now, in our... 5-0 bracket, we have Ryan Lynn Watts with his Grave Lords Legion and Knight. And he's got a really nice diverse list. He's got Manfred von Karstein, two Vampire Lords, he's got 30 Death Rattle Skeletons, 10 Direwolves, three Felbats, two units of five Black Knights and 20 Grave Guard, and an Immortis Engine with the Gemini's of Orgish, which is pretty fun. So he's got the kind of classic front line that he can put out there in the Skeletons or the Black Knights. And the Black Knights are legit as well uh he's got manfred is going to be able to teleport around and do a load of damage and then he's got the uh the classic kind of uh you know a grave guard coming in and doing all the chopping but the mortis engine is going to be at the back just doing quite a lot of aoe mortal wound damage it's, he hasn't overcommitted to having multiple mortis engines but instead he's got one which will just keep doing constant kind of imagine it's like a very small croak uh quite annoying to get rid of as well and doing a load of damage which is Really fun to see. So that's a cool list. Thanks, Ryan, for showing it us. In the 4-1 bracket, you've got Alexander Sinclair, Dorser Kane Hagnar. This is great. This is Marathi and Incarnate and 15 fighting snakes going out there. Honestly, Dorser kane have to be one of the armies that can most easily just get five battle tactics at a grand strat without ever engaging with the enemy. Uh, which I think is, again, why we're going to see them more on the tabletops in the future. Jimmy Page, running Disciples of Zinich, Guild of Summoners. He's got a big Brick of Zangor in there, which I think is really fun as well, but it is Guild of Summoners, and he's got an Incarnate, so he's going to be summoning Lords of Change, and he's got a big Incarnate he's going to rupture and throw up the board. Uh, then you've got Hughes and Jason, uh, sorry Jess Lee, both with OCR Bone Reapers, no Muriad with Immortis Guard in there as well. So that is the end of the stat show today, and yeah, okay, let's just be really upfront. OCR Bone Reapers seem like they're silly. More and more people are playing them. Um, I think their meta representation is up. We will have the actual stats from the TSN later this week. I'm not exactly sure when, but they are just dominating the field, and they are very highly represented, and they are also just have a massive win rate now to be fair to the ocr bone reapers players and also fans we have to remember that they took away the crawler so the shooting catapult and they just made it useless and then they did have a different build that you could do where you had obviously Mortec guard and you had the crawl uh the Mortec harvester but they also faq'd that into the ground as well which i think is a real big problem so that's a little bit disappointing also just flying under the radar corn crazy good at the minute doing really well also so black grave lords as well uh just doing very good these are all combat armies but i think the real conversation if you can just step outside of the osuart bone reapers conversation for a moment is that we're still seeing that kind of like incarnate list being played uh with people rupturing it and sending it off and also there are armies like ko and daughters of kane who we might see come to relevance more over this ghb just because their battle tactics are so easy and being able to put those on the board silver Death, also um, featured this week, which has been really nice. Loads of different kind of Silver Nethalus, which I've really, really enjoyed. And I think that's been really good as well. But yes, I think the conversation amongst a lot of people right now will be about the Battle Scroll update needing to update OBR because it is beyond a problem. Um, there was some fun uh, Seraphon builds. I like seeing that as well, especially moving into Coalesced. It's really fun. Um, and I do think that they're very good builds that plus minus one damage is going to be really really difficult to deal with as well uh, so yeah just absolutely brilliant um, so thanks everyone to the chat for being with me as we go through the stats every monday uh, go through all those event results it is a little bit disheartening for someone like me who likes to read these fun and engaging lists that happen over the weekend and just to consistently keep reading the same army build all the time i'm sure the players don't want that to be consistent either so it'll be nice to see that mix up in the future uh, but yeah, i hope you've enjoyed the show let me know what your thoughts are, obviously, in the comments below. And thanks to everyone that's supporting the game of Patreon for helping support the show. Loads of love.